Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the IFL TV podcast in association with Lonsdale MTK Global, sponsored by William Hill. This is Kuten Cassis for IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. We're in Leeds. Huge show at Headingley this week between Josh Warrington. I know I should introduce him first, but I'm going to say Josh Warrington and Maurizio Lara too. Finally. We're nearly there, mate. Yes, we're nearly there. We're nearly there, Cook. It's, uh, it's exciting. It's exciting. It's, it's come on quick. Now, obviously we've known that it's, it's going to be happening for such a while, but it's never real until it's announced to the public and I think it was announced about seven weeks ago but that seven weeks has gone very quick and uh, now we're a few days away. Exciting, exciting. The pressure that you've put on yourself, not only taking the rematch straight after, I know it's back in February, but as your, as your next fight, but more specifically in front of 20,000 fans when we hadn't really been in a situation where crowds have been that big. Um, so, yeah, pressure-wise, you've put it right on yourself. <laughs> There's always pressure, isn't there? There's always pressure on, on, on any fight. Now, what am I fucking supposed to do? You know, let's have it right. When you compare to the year or the years that I were having and the momentum they had prior to the pandemic and prior to getting beat, I would, I'd beat Selby, Frampton, Galahad, I know it's coach, but I was looking towards Chicago Stevenson, Gary Russell, Navaretti, Oscar Valdez, any one of them. I was chasing them fights and I felt fucking invincible. I felt invincible. Then obviously the pandemic hit, slowed it down. And uh, you know, with the fight with Kanji was was going to happen. And Marisha was just like a keep busy fight. You know, Gilles pulling out what five weeks beforehand we had to get an opponent Miss Steve manager Steve Wood and, and Eddie and the rest of the boxing matchmakers went through a long list of opponents and nobody took the fight and Michelle had the bollocks to step up and, and take it but it still felt like a, a level blow 
and uh, obviously in me underestimating him if yeah, I paid the price got chinned and uh, and here we are again now yeah I didn't have to pick him as a, as a rematch but what am I supposed to do drop down another level and have a, have a steady comeback fight it's like I'm back to fucking more or less British level and I it's like I don't want to take that drop I still believe I'm world level fighter you know I but I used to want to be back where I, where I left off, you know, back to, you know, ranked at the top. You know, all these fighters are coming from now, like Lee Woods and your, and your kids are coming back in the second, having their second rebirths. But I've been here for a fucking long time, Cougs, and it's like, I had to take the rematch, and for my mentality as well, I, I wouldn't be able to live with myself. Like, I remember when, um, I remember when I boxed uh, Dennis Tiberon in 2015, and uh, I made hard work of that fight. I won it comfortably, but I made hard work of it. And then he boxed Mitchell Smith, and Mitchell Smith fucking blasted him out in a round. And they, oh man, I had to ride on that sofa. I went around my toes, girls, like, fucking hell. And people were messaging me saying, oh, that guy who uh, you boxed, Josh, and took you 12 rounds, he's just been knocked out in a round, hasn't he? Like, so I wouldn't have been able to live myself if I, I need to put it right. I need to, all the fights that I've had, I'd be doing them opponents injustice. And, just for myself, I know I can put it right, so why not put it right? I know you say, you know, you just said to me there, you know, what, what were you supposed to do, but was it ever suggested or recommended to you that you possibly have one and then go in with Lara, or was that never ever on the cards? It was a straight rematch in your head that that's what you wanted to do and nothing was going to get in the way of that? Simple as that, it's like straight rematch, I mean, have a, have a steady win against a sparring partner. Like I say, what level do you drop down to? Do you get a false bit of conf confidence by going in with like someone a low level than like what Lara is? And that's no disrespect, disrespect to Lara. I, I just don't believe he's the fucking next Manny Pacquiao. You know, like you know, who's had who suffered losses in the career and they've, and they've come on God. I don't believe that. Um, I just didn't want to come back to fight somebody and like get a win just to be over, over confident and stuff because I, I think I know why I got beat last time and um, and I've, I know what needs to put in right so I don't think I needed to waste the camp in just getting a win and uh, and setting that straight for my own confidence I'm pretty confident in myself just going straight into into the rematch and the fact that 25,000 people are there it just makes it all the more exciting um, who was it I was talking to earlier on? I think it was Enzo Macronelli. He said that I think someone who uh, would benefit, or I mean, it's, it's difficult to say because obviously a lot of the shows were behind closed doors, etc. But if there was, if that was going to hinder anyone, it would be someone like yourself who have always had that kind of support. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I agree what he's saying. Now, if I had to fight behind closed doors again, I'd know what to expect. Maybe I should have fucking mentally prepared myself for that a little bit more. But, um, you know, in the early days when you used to call me John Waddington and I was fighting on like that, you know, down the lines, I might have only had a few people there, but I had fucking people there making the noise. You know, there's always been crowds there, there's always been support. Now, when I first started doing the shows at the first direct with Eddie, first time round, the crowds built up very quickly and I was still working a nine to five job and it were hard to get used to 
and I used to fucking feel a lot of pressure cool. And like I'd be, I remember one point fighting for British title on that Wednesday night, and I was living in my missus's mum and dad's back bedroom, and they had all gone on gone on to boxing. I'm sat there listening to local radio because they were reporting there, and you know everyone's thinking it's a given. I would absolutely shy at myself. Thinking, oh, I'm going to go down here, there's 3,000 people, and I think I'm just going to win, but Mike Lindsay can fucking hit hard, I know he's dangerous. And uh, over time, I just learned to deal with that pressure, learned to just use it as an advantage. And by the time I got through the Selby fight, I got to the stage where I'm not faced by the pressure of the crowd anymore, I know how to use it as an advantage. So that's where I'm at, and that's where I... I'm at now, but last time not them not being there, I'm really relaxed. I mean, I'm fucking laughing and joking with Ralph, floor manager. Before I go, out, Josh, get yourself up. You're going, you're going now. I fucking, I'm having a giggle, and then it gets up there. Normally, where I'd switch on by seeing people's faces, meeting their eyes, and adrenaline starts pumping. And I didn't have that. I'm like fucking hell, but get myself psyched up here and get some ring and kind of just like, oh, let's just get this done. Now, if I had a roar of people there, I wouldn't allow myself to fucking be so blase and so ignorant because they'd paid their hard and money to be there but um yeah just just the scenarios made me a little bit too relaxed as well and the approach to the fight um i'm not going to even ask you about what's after this at all but i will want to get your take on a couple of things that have happened uh, over the since uh, that loss obviously first of all uh lee wood beating kanzu or zukan whichever way that's meant to be. Uh, and also Kid Galahad becoming uh, IBF champion with his win recently over Jazza Dickens. Just your thoughts on, on those two uh, performances from Wood and, and, and Galahad. I thought Wood boxed an absolutely brilliant performance. Um, you know, I, I'll be honest with you, I expected more from the, the so-called monster. I thought we was going to see um, a non-stop punching machine, but the way that Lee dictated the fight meant that he didn't have the bottle to throw the punches because they were fucking scared of what were coming back so you know kudos to, to Lee I thought he would box really well and uh, and it was a very good performance like I say surprise was, surprise was you but then I think he just he uh, couldn't live with his with uh, Wood's power and uh, and I probably bought into a lot of stuff that people were saying on the week of the fight. Initially, when the first got announced, I, I thought I fancied kids to get the same result. Um, on the on the week of the fight, you know, seeing him in the win and stuff like that, I thought it could be a bit tighter. I even said in one interview that Jazza might have enough to pull it off, but um, you know, kid did well to to. Uh, so I box Jazzard and, and wear him down with the, uh, you know, they want massive punches, but it's just chipped away him. Just coming back to Kanzu's loss to Lee Wood, was it a little bit bittersweet for you watching that, thinking you were linked for a fight for him for so long, Lee Wood obviously beats him, did you watch that thinking a little bit of, really that should have been meaning there? Yeah, a little bit, but I, I, I think I got over that because I've fucking been beat since I think I had all them sulky moments when I was down at um, Manchester watching Chisora and Parker because that, that should have been my night that was the night where we were meant to announce as soon as I beat Lara as the, the, the 
you know, the rearranged fight and it fucking never happened and I had my sulking moments there. Once Lee Wood had boxed it, like, it is what it is. Um, if anything, I thought, fuck me. He was ranked number three by fucking Ring Magazine. You know what I mean? I, I wouldn't have had an any, any easier fight to win a Ring Magazine than fighting that guy. I mean, the Ring Magazine belt is the belt that looks all over all the champions that fucking defines you as the number one. And he's meant to be the very best, very, very, very fucking cream of the crop fighting for that. And like, listen, he, he had a regular title, but made me do a bit more detective work. And after watching that fight, I just looked a little bit more down his record. And then when you look at the opponents who he has beat, apart from one of Robles, they've all been just absolute stinkers from Japan. Made for him to look good and be a monster and throw thousands of punches and have no coming back. But obviously, you know, Lee Woods is of a class and I think a lot of other fighters, if he would have mixed him of a class, it would have struggled. Obviously, take nothing away from no, 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 Lee Wood yeah, and, and Ben Davison. That's making me yeah, no, no, but I think people know, understand what you're saying. But yeah, I mean, listen, Lee Wood made it look fucking very easy. I think people would be you, but um, but would, I, would have made a bit of an hard fight. Lee did it fucking like he didn't look like he did it in second gear. He cruised it, and that's not like I say. I'm not taking nothing away from him. He did really, very, very well. Okay, well. Um, after you win on Saturday night, I'll bombard you with questions about what's next. But until then, uh, it's only oh, I Wednesday like today. And I, like the co- I like the positivity. Some fucking fella over there asked me, "What's it? Have you even thought about losing? What, 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 if lo- what happens if you lose that? Fuck me! Fucking hell, mate! The pressure here. Fucking. I just know losing isn't an option for you. No, exactly. We, we, do, we don't even let it into the mindset. I've had me a bit of sulking and moping and fucking crying about it. I've done all that shit, so don't start talking about losing and stuff. We just talk about winning. Positivity. There we go. Then we can talk about what's next on Saturday night. Uh, Josh Warrington, thank you very much for talking to IFL TV. This is going to be some night in Leeds. It's obviously your fight, but it's a Katie Taylor, Connor Ben. Uh, Leeds is new Ebony Bridges as well. <laughs> uh, Hopey Price, it's a stack card. Mate, it's, it's the biggest show post-pandemic. It's fucking. How can you argue with it? Look at the look at the card. We've got like fucking local fighters, local talent. We've got female fighters on there, female world champions. We've got revenge. You can't forget Maxi Hughes' fight because that's Cinderella. that's such the underrated fight on this Cinderella story. We've got fights what should have happened and they didn't happen. So it's got everything, and it's going to be hell of a show. And this is where at times I wish I had a fucking double to get myself a pint, get myself a new outfit, have a burger throughout the day, and sit myself ringside and watch it. But obviously someone's got to do the job on there. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be a cracking show. So if you could sit there and watch it, what happens in that main event if you're watching yourself? Ah, oh, fucking Josh Warren just storms it, gets on top of Robs and starts fucking screaming, I fucking told you so, I'm back, I'm back. I'm like, oh, hey, well done, Josh, pal. Hey, hey, get your pint after, yeah, bang on. All right, well, let's get you that pint and burger after that. Josh, thank you very much for talking to IFL TV. Uh, like I said, it's only Wednesday today, so I've just got the presser tomorrow and then Friday. Wayne, Saturday night, it's on. It's on at Headingley. Cheers, Gogan. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the IFL TV podcast, sponsored by William Hill. 
in association with Lonsdale MTK Global. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.